to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, looking right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar. I am your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia, wherever you get your good and your bad podcast. You want to follow us on uh, the the socials, Local Bar Media is where you can find us over on the Facebooks. Comments, questions, condolences, hate mail. <laughs> Chad at LocalBarMedia.com couple of announcements before uh the beginning uh before we get into the meet here i um if you if you follow the show we normally have a lot of music at the beginning and the end of the show between the breaks all that kind of stuff that is always done by our friend uh don merkel singer songwriter out of charleston south carolina he's been around for a long time done a lot of great music been on stage with a lot of really cool people uh, he is going to be on stage a couple of different areas coming up soon. Uh, by the way, like uh, uh, driving and crying, yeah, yeah, he's been on stage with them. If you're if you're a rock boater, we we, we were I, I said something to the boatcast guys. I want to talk about them in a second too. Uh, I forgot a few years ago when we, when we still had Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths, we played with an upcoming rock boat band. On stage in Columbia, South Carolina. And now look, now, well, Don kicked all of us out of the band. He's still going. The rest of us are sitting back, licking our wounds, going on the rock boat, watching bands (laughs) we used to play with. Uh, But yeah, driving and crying. That mystery band. If you find out who it is, you can uh, send it to me in an email. Might be the only positive email I get this week. Uh, uh, Avery Brothers, Cracker. Don's played with a lot of folks, and he's his the brand of music that he's got. You hear a good taste of it here on the show. Check him out, Don Merkel on Facebook. Um, I believe you can go to donmerkel.com. But he is playing uh, up in the upstate of South Carolina coming up and in Asheville. We used to play up there at Jack of the Wood. It was one of the favorite places the blacksmiths used to play. And uh, it's good to see him back up. I think he's going to be somewhere near the French Broad. So uh, it's probably a beautiful location. I think it's the Outpost, if I remember correctly. Sorry, Don. I don't. I should take notes before I do this stuff. But anyway, check him out, DonMarkle.com. Uh, he will be around the upstate of South Carolina and the Asheville area of North Carolina soon. Go see him. Tell him the local bar sent you. He'll buy you a beer. He probably won't, but say it anyway. Let's start that going. Uh, if you have, if you're a music lover, I, a lot of people. We have musicians on the show. Supposed to have another one this week. Got another cancellation. And stuff happens. But uh, if you're a big music lover, I, I got to tell you, this is not a music podcast. This is a people podcast. Uh, but I do listen to a lot of great ones, and I've referenced them on the show from time to time. I got to tell you, the, probably the best one going right now is the Boatcast. These are the guys that do a podcast for the Rock Boat, uh, which is uh, the incredible floating music festival that leaves out of Miami, I think at the end of January next year. And uh, we've talked about it before. My friends have heard about it ad nauseum. But that podcast is not only a really great podcast done by three amazing dudes, it's it's also the the best music podcast you're going to come across right now. it's, It's the top tier. They're they're getting ratings on Apple like you would not believe, and it's it's no shade to any of the other music podcasts that I bring up or have had on this show before and had the people that are on it. It, it, Nothing against them. These guys are just they're just on a winning streak right now. They're hitting it out of the park every time they swing. Uh, The past couple of episodes have been two of my favorite. Not only that, they they've really just gelled. The three of them is just jailed with with the way that they talk and they ask questions. It's it's great. If you have not checked out the Boatcast, check them out. Uh, they do have a private group on on Facebook for people that are uh, I think part of the Rock Boat family, uh, but they do welcome anyone who is outside of it. They don't just have musical guests that are on the Rock Boat or Rock Boat related. They have people all over. 
They don't always just have the big acts, although they get them. Uh, they have a lot of the small and up-and-coming and other folks that you should hear. It may just be in your backyard, and you should go and support. Check them out. The Boatcast, they are uh, they are a fantastic uh, group of guys. They had a show with us uh, last year. It's been a while. Yeah, it was, in, it was the end of last year. Funny, There's a really funny story about how I found them, too. It's goes along with my incredible ego and my ridiculousness and how I run my mouth and I've ended up coming up uh, getting to know uh, three guys pretty well. I hope to get to know them a little bit better on this next cruise. We were just getting our sea legs about us this past one. Oh, we're ready to go this next one. Uh, but check them out, uh, Boatcast. If you're a music lover, you got to put that one on your list. So, I don't know if you're an NFL fan or not. If you are, the NFL has been taken over for the past two weeks <laughs> with pictures of a young lady who is a musician herself. She's been around for a while, started in the country scene. She made a couple of different albums, just trying to find something that would work for her. She finally uh, found some small success and over the past year launched a uh, tour that, that really proved to be profitable for her uh, and, and has done pretty well for herself. I think she'll continue to see success in her future. Really, the, uh, the, the truth of it is, is she just wasn't popular until she hitched her wagon to a, a certain tight end in the league and it has shown that she has been incredibly uh, it's been good for her it's been good for her career uh, she's now gaining more and more popularity because of her relationship with a certain tight end in the in the country uh her the little girl's name is taylor swift you may have you may have heard about her before uh and as a matter of fact i am just being facetious and making all the swifties pull what's remaining of their hair out after they read the title of this podcast uh, I, I'm joking, and enough of that. You, you guys have seen what's happened. Uh, the big talk outside of the football circles, inside a lot of the football circles, Taylor Swift, arguably one of the largest and best-known names in the world, has started dating a, a, a tight end, Travis Kelsey, who's probably one of the best, arguably best, pass-catching tight ends in the history of the NFL. Uh, they, they've started dating and she's been at a couple of the games and the cameras uh love to show her from time to time cheering and, and all that stuff i did see out of all the memes and all the videos just a quick aside for all my friends that are nfl fans that are, are you know see these clips of taylor whenever they show her in whatever box she's in um I noticed, and somebody pointed out that when she, there's one picture of her like moving. If she's moving from the center of your screen to the right, but it'd be her left, and she's she's like leaving and going somewhere. That Deadpool and Wolverine are in that box beside her. That Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are there. Can can, can these guys not get some love? I mean, when was the last time Deadpool and Wolverine did anything outside of a movie together? That's a, you missed on that one. I understand Taylor sells, but that's a good opening band right there. You know, throw, throw them in there. Throw them some love in there. Right. And what are they doing in Taylor Swift's box? Or whoever's, if they're not in Taylor Swift's box, whose box was that? That ran the gamut from Taylor Swift to the left to, to, to Wolverine and Deadpool to the right? I don't, know. I don't know. Some people just have more money. Like money to make Solomon blush. I don't. I don't understand whose box that was. I'd like to. If that is your box, shoot me an email. Chat at localbarmedia.com. Love to have you on the show. Explain to me how you know these people, and if they're interesting or not to talk to. I got to think they got to be. They got to be spectacular. What's funny is over the past uh, few weeks, it has been kind of ridiculous. The coverage is that this has gotten uh, during the game. Uh, they, they like to show her, they show him. I remember the first game that she was at was in Kansas City. And he was just, it was almost like you could tell he was dying to catch a pass. <laughs> he went like a couple of quarters, I think. And then finally he did, and they showed her cheer. And I think he got a touchdown, and they showed her cheer and whatever. I do think it was a signal he was shooting to her that he, uh, he, First game with her there was for 69 yards. Oh, 
A little nudge to you there, Taylor, from your little lover down there on the field. Uh, I digress out of my crass boyishness. Uh, they, it, it has gained a lot of notoriety. People have, uh, people have, you know, paid a lot of attention to it. It's got tons of people watching the NFL. The NFL's kind of had some ups and downs over the past few years, trying to hitch their wagons to certain things to make everybody happy. And you know what happens when you do that? You try to make everybody happy, you make no one happy. And people have certainly shown their displeasure towards Taylor being at these games and the notoriety she's gotten. It is funny. It's, it's working very well for them. You have to understand that the NFL is a multi billion dollar corporation with tons of smaller billionaires that lead into that and i think the dallas cowboys are still either number one or number two in the world for teams in marketing i think either behind or right there with manchester united last i saw this is about a year ago statistics i'm not sure now which one is where but it's there's a lot of money in that organization so what does that mean That means there's a lot of people that make a lot of decisions very quickly in order to continue making money with every second of the day. Taylor Swift is the same exact thing. She's a person, but there's a lot of people that have a lot of money hemmed up in Taylor Swift that they've either invested in her or expect to get or both from today through the rest of their lives and even equaling into generational money for their children and their grandchildren. So there's there's understanding that and looking at this from a business decision, I think it's hilarious how some of this works out. I mean, the moment somebody can find an opportunity. During the Jets game, I noticed the first time, it may have been the first time they showed her in the box. Uh, nothing had happened on the field yet, but they showed her. And they made some reference. I think the announcer was like, yep, there she is. And then they cut back to the field. That was it. But then uh, the Chiefs scored a touchdown, I believe. It wasn't Kelsey. But somebody scored a touchdown on the Chiefs. They cut to Taylor kind of applauding and cheering and then went to commercial. You know what commercial it was? You know what commercial just happened to be? For Taylor's tour coming to a movie theater near you. I mean... We can't let an opportunity go by without making a few million on it, can we? <laughs> it's just it, it's just funny to me. People have gotten really mad. People have gotten really mad. They, people have strong opinions on this relationship. And they, they fall into two camps. That they want to talk about it or they want to know absolutely nothing about it. I want none of this. I want none of your peanut butter in my chocolate. I I, I don't eat Twix. Is it Twix? No. That's Reese's, right? That's Reese's, yeah. I don't eat. I eat Hershey's. That's what I want. None, none your none peanut butter. You leave it over there. And then there's other people that just love to talk about it. They love to see this. Now they have a reason to watch the game with their boyfriends or girlfriends or or however that works. Whoever is the lead football person in your house. Everybody else is something to laugh about. It's a couple of good memes. I saw somebody at work the other day said that they're eventually going. Uh, she's eventually going to write a song uh, about Travis Kelsey when they do break up because that's what she does. And it will be called Loose Ends. I thought it was brilliant. She's going to write a song called Loose Sense. I really, I do truly believe that. Per- that person at my work is a genius coming up with that. But people people have just, they're vehement. I mean, they, they just are absolutely beside themselves and wanting to either complain about this or, or talk about it. I, it was after the first game she was at. And they were coming up to having the, it was a late night game. So what was it? Sunday night, Monday night game against the Jets. And there was a spot on CNN. This was on Tuesday or Wednesday morning that I caught. It was about 10 minutes long. Right around 8.15. So not top of the hour, but after promotion. So we're, we're talking lead spot for those of you that don't do the promotional stuff for your your careers you got you got top of the hours usually when uh headline news or your your top commercials are, are shown so you have your lead in right at the top of the hour a little bit of commercial and then coming out of commercial 8 10 8 15 you've got whatever is either the the beef or right behind the beef and it was it was right around then 
and there was a spot on CNN. It was 10 minutes long. I kept looking at my watch because I couldn't believe it. And it was a few people sitting around talking, wondering if Taylor was going to be at the Jets game. And they brought in a couple of people that were like, you know, like your TMZ experts or whatever. I don't know who they were. I have no idea who these people were. Society news people. And they were talking for 10 minutes about whether or not Taylor was going to be at the game. Ladies and gentlemen, we have we have wars going on. We have starvation. Our economy sucks. We've got people that can't get enough to eat. We've got folks coming in illegally left and right. We can't decide what we want to do with our border. There are more slaves on the planet right now than there were during the than was during the Roman Empire. Most of those are sex slaves. We've got a lot going on, but your eight o'clock or eight ten spot for ten minutes was is Taylor going to be? Not that she's going to be there. Not even where their relationship is. There wasn't a second of what they were reporting that was fact. Every bit of it was speculation. CNN. This is C- this is CNN. CNN. Where you're supposed to go for news? I couldn't help but laugh. But who I was laughing at will will surprise you. Taylor Swift is a is an interesting entity. Uh, I think whenever you get to the top, you um, you're going to garner all the attention. That means you get all of it. I mean, hell, look, I I've got a small podcast here. I started it in 2015. I cannot believe that we've been around this long. I am amazed and completely humbled. Every week, whenever I look at the stats to see where we are, to see how many people actually listen to this, I'm amazed at the emails and stuff that I get. I really, pre- you have no idea how much it fills my heart up. It really does. And my kids are proud of it. My wife is proud of it. It's something that we are amazed at. But we, it's, this is small, okay? I'm not, I'm not like top of the charts. I'm not the boatcast guys. I, like, I'm not, I'm not thrown around everywhere. Yeah, Joe Rogan kind of took my idea, but that's fine. That's fine. He's got a lot more money. He can do more with it than I can. I'm just a, you know, I'm not Batman. I don't have, you know, that's Joe Rogan's superpower. He's got tons of money. I'm just kidding. He has an amazing show. Um, But even as small as I am, it would amaze you the hate mail that I get. And, and what it is is whenever there's attention towards you, there's always negative that comes with that. The yin and the yang of the universe. That's just the way that it is. But when you're top, everyone, everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion. And remember, that opinions are like assholes. They're all found on the internet. And it just goes everywhere. Everybody's got some comment about it. They want whether they know anything about her or Kelsey or football or music doesn't matter. And if they don't have a strong opinion about it, they have a strong opinion against it. I don't care to hear it. And it is all focused on Taylor. Everything she does. So, the part of the show that's going to get me in trouble, I'm going to go ahead and get it out of the way. I want you to understand, I'm, I'm going to make a point on the show that I think is very important. And it's one that you can take into different areas of what we look at in society. I am saying all this, yes, because I'm about to upset every single Swifty there is out there. And I understand that I'm going to. And I'm not about to say what I'm going to say because I feel like I need to, to, to get on someone's nerve. I'm saying it because I want you to understand what's going to come after it and for, for the rest of the show comes to you without the bias you would think is there. If you don't think you can handle that as a Swifty, I'm going to ask you to do the one thing I hate to do, but go ahead and save yourself the email and turn the show off. I'll give you a count of three. 
Because I am going to say something that you may not be objective, be able to objectively hear. And I know because I may, I, I made a point on Twitter one time and oh my God, I was amazed at, at the, the messaging I got. And it wasn't even negative towards her. So before your head explodes, I'm going to give you the chance. All right. It's your last shot. Three, two, one. One. I'm not a, a Taylor Swift fan by by any means. Um, I don't understand. I can understand the 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 fan worship that she has because I've seen it before in 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 different in different types and different people and in and in different things other than music. I, I do understand why we why we fawn all over uh, celebrities and stuff like that. I'm just not a fan. I, I think her music is mid at best. She's not the most beautiful person I've ever seen walk the face of the planet. <laughs> she's not she is not perfection personified and and all the things that you hear people say that she is. When I when I look and listen and and watch all the videos that Instagram really wants me to watch of Taylor Swift, um I don't I don't get why it's there um when she was young and doing the country music it's no different than what she's doing now the only thing that's different is the amount of people that love her the the, the music's still the, the same kitschy stuff i think it's shallow and i think it's boring i also understand very much that none of it is written for me it is not aimed towards a a a mid forties white dad. <laughs> like I, I get it. I, I completely get it. So I'd be surprised if I, you know, fawned all over Taylor Swift. I like my women womanly. Like you see my wife. I like I'm like that. Taylor just looks like a, I just, I, I'm not here to rip her up. I'm just saying there's nothing about her that draws me to her and her celebrity, celebrity, blah, I'm a professional podcaster here. Her celebrity status, I've made mention of that before. I am not someone that is a fanboy of anyone, except for maybe Elaine from Neon Trees. I'm just not. It's just not a thing that that causes me to gravitate towards her. So in that way, I feel like I've been able to kind of watch all of this from an objective place. And in that objective place, it's allowed for me to see this coming. And it's allowed for me to take a look at it in, in kind of a case study point of view and use this to figure out some other problems in some other areas. So let's let's start from the beginning here. Why are people so incensed about her whenever they see anything that has to do with her? The first thing is, I think, burnout, right? Like, you, you see her all the time. She's all over everywhere. She is in, in commercials. And anytime we see too much of anything, it, it, it drives us crazy. And we don't like that. The second, the second is the perfection thing. This is something, this is something that I, th- I think back in um, the days that I was doing more type of marketing stuff, especially when I was working, this is a long time ago, <laughs> with like political candidates and folks when we we're looking at public relations type stuff. There, there's this idea, this mentality. Uh, that people would have to try to make people look flawless because th- the more you do, the, the the more people look at you as someone to aspire to be, which that's true. I think there's a part, though, where it makes you look, um, I don't want to say unattainable in a in an ownership way, but in a, like I would never be good enough to be able to hang out with them. And a lot of times when we try to give people too much of a perfect look, people can't relate to them, when we talk about them being relatable. Now, celebrities and singers, a little bit different. People relate to you through your music, not as much as anything else you do. Because all your interviews are about self-promotion. You don't ever talk about anything but yourself. 
people are there to hear you talk about yourself. The relationship, the way they relate to you comes through the music because that song meant this thing to them, right? One of the things I think happens, and and I've seen it with other with other celebrities, but never like like Taylor Swift. You've never looked at her on Instagram without a filter. Like you've never looked at a reproduction of a video that she's in where they haven't absolutely touched something up. Everything is touched up, which makes her look less human. And I, I do think I do think that's the thing. I think, that I, and I used to say this a long time ago. It makes people unrelatable. While there's a lot of people that love that because they want you to look like a Greek statue, there are other people that look at that, and it's not so much hater aid. It really is a fact of like you're not even a real person. That guy back there is not real. Like there's something in your head saying that. And so I, I do think there are legitimate reasons. Because when you look at trying to um, cater to everyone, again, you 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 you'll please no one. So even though there are some places like that that uh, turn a lot of people off, you know, a lot of her followers love that stuff. But it, it understand that it keeps people from from liking her or, or relating to her. And then you have the rest of it. You have the people that are jealous over her uh, huge success. The people that hated her original stuff, and as she kept trying to reinvent herself till something would sell, yeah, don't get mad at me for saying that. Uh, it uh, they didn't like it. They saw it as being inauthentic. Uh, they look at all the. I mean, like every single interview she's ever in is just self promotion. You, you, there's a point where you kind of get tired of seeing people that whether she's conceded or not, is presented in that way because she never talks about anything else. I mean, that that's just what it is. And then you have some people that are just going to hate on you for what you are. That's it. I, I find it interesting, though, that, that there's all this, all this towards her, and it's really just from the fact that if you read any comments, like, Find find any picture, find any Instagram post about Taylor Swift at the football games and read the comments. Just just go through, just browse through. And what you'll get a sense of more than anything else is I'm tired of seeing her. I'm tired of her being everywhere. More often than not, that's the thing. It's interesting, isn't it? Let me tell you why I think it is. My wife works in the stock market. My wife works in the stock market, and uh, she works for a guy, and what I, I tell them, they have the most boring job in the stock market. You watch Wolf of Wall Street. You watch all these great movies and uh, about the stock market, and what do they deal with? Rich people with their dividends. Now, if you don't know much about the stock market, don't worry. I'm not going to go into some long rant about what the stock market is. I do want to I do want to kind of tell you this if you're not sure if it's not something that you're about stock market is where people can go and buy small but mighty pieces of ownership of a company and the decisions that company makes for, uh, along with what the public feels about the company along with their past performances along with what they may have coming out their stock will go up and down. You buy a stock at $10, it goes up to $20 a share, you've doubled your money, you, 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 it's great. The problem with the stock market is it can go down as well. And it doesn't move uniform in a uniform fashion. It's not like the market, quote-unquote, the market. Everything goes up the same way, everything goes down the same way. Jim Cramer is one of these stock market gurus, has a phrase that I love, there's always a bull market somewhere, and he's right. You can always put your money in something. No matter what the market's doing, you put your money in, it's going to go up somewhere. But are you the hunter that can find that wild snowflake of a rabbit? That I don't know. That that imagery didn't go like I wanted to. But it, it, that's that's what it is. Okay. So, uh, my wife though and her her boss they deal in just boring stuff. They got these their their advisors. If people come to them, oh, we've got tons of money. What can you do? Well, put it in these stocks. They pay dividends. Doesn't matter if the stock goes up or down. You'll make at least this much money uh, per month uh, based off this because these stocks, because they're higher price, pay you 
of 50 cents a share. You've got a million shares of them. This is what you make each month. Oh, great. What are the tax implications of that? And that's it. Like, I'll ask my wife. I'm like, hey, did you see what happened in the market today? She's like, no. No, haven't looked at the market in years, Chad. I don't. We don't deal in that exciting part. But let me tell you that there's tons of people out there, tons of folks that you can find that'll talk to you about the stock market. They'll tell you all these wild things that the stock market will do. You take your money, you put it in here, rich beyond your wildest dreams. And we care about the stock market. It does have a lot to do with our economy. If you listen to um, the radio in the morning, anytime there's any kind of news break, it's it may be quick stock market futures are down today, and that's what you hear. And to you, that might not mean anything. It doesn't necessarily mean good or bad. But it's so funny when I, I hear people talk about the stock market. I put my money in the stocks and I just lost it all. And I just, I can't deal with the stock market. It's, it's rigged. Yeah, this guy, he was an investor. He said I should give him my money, so I did. He just took he took only 10% in commissions and he was gonna make all this money. And after you know, we did okay. Then after five years, we kind of we basically lost it all. And I you know, the stock market's just a game that 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 old white men play, and I'm just not one of those, and I, there's no way I can be successful in it. I just put my money in my 401k at work. I don't pay attention to it. The market is unfair. It's not for people like me. It's and, and This is a, one I've heard over the past five years. It's nuts, but I've heard it a lot. It's racist. It's rigged against different races. All right. I think it's funny because I do know that's true. There's there's a, there's a some dude out there somewhere that's telling people, hey, you know, you, you come, come on in. Give me your money. I've got an idea. I know where the market's going to go. I know how to mix things with tech stocks and automobile manufacturers because of green initiatives that are coming through and they can and they can tell you something that sounds great and they can make you a promise. Listen, I'm going to be able to make you you whatever money you give me, I will make you 500% of that money back. Really? You think you can make that much? Yes. Here's the crazy thing about what that guy said. It's not untrue. The stock market has the power to make that happen. The stock market's got the power for me to take $100 and have $100,000. What's a possible? In two years' time. That's possible. It's not plausible. You guys saw those that keep up with the news, but the stock market bets guys did. They took, they took AM, what was it? It was it. No, GameStop was $3 a share. So let's say you bought one share of GameStop at $3. In a matter of about, what, four days, it went up to $600, $700? Your $3 investment turned up to be $700. People didn't just buy $3 investments. Now, there's a, there's a crazy sham with all that. There's a lot of stuff that went on behind that, a lot of shenanigans but it has the power to do that because you see the stock market is not a trader. The stock market is not someone turning some dials somewhere. What makes stocks go up and down more than anything else is how many people are buying or selling that stock. So what do you see? 9-11, stock market crashed. Why? Because people just turned the dials to the left? No, it's because People were scared, and they got their money out of the stock market, so everything went down. 2008, housing scandal. We saw a bunch of crap going on. People were worried the stock market. They pulled their money out, crashed. Donald Trump comes into the office. We start looking at energy independence. He starts focusing on businesses here in the country. What happened? People bought into the stock market. Why? Because they thought American companies were about to go through the roof, and it went up. When Donald Trump went out of office, they were worried that somebody wasn't going to be anymore. People panic sold. It crashed. This is the kind of thing that happens. The stock market doesn't care. It's been around long before you. It'll be around long after you. The quote-unquote stock market doesn't do anything. It does nothing. What we do as consumers dictates what the market does. 
But who gets the blame? The market. Oh, I don't deal anything in the stock market. Yeah, I tried Robinhood and stuff like that out, but the stock market's just not, it's just rigged, man. It's it's just legalized gambling. It's it's not Dude, the market is just not going to let you win. It's not the house in Vegas. But people treat it, treat it like it is. I got one more for you. I got one more for you. Take my Take my whole talk about the stock market and make it your church. There's not a church out there that will not let you down. If your church has not let you down, you're either naive, haven't been there long enough, or you're not paying attention. My church lets me down. Dude, I have coffee with my preacher every Tuesday because I like it. And I like having questions. He disappointed me last Tuesday. Doesn't mean I just turned around and walked away from him. No church. Okay, all right, maybe maybe that one little church up in Traveler's Rest. I Maybe I was young. I moved away when I was 10. Maybe if I had stayed longer, I, I'd feel different. But maybe the church in, Tra- church in Traveler's Rest, Traveler's Rest United Methodist Church, maybe that little incredible little mountain town, you guys may have it figured out. Other than y'all, shout out to my TRUMC folks. Other than other than them, your your church is going to let you down. Why? Because people run the church. Because there's congregations in the church. Because people take stuff and they rip it all up all the time. Somewhere in your past, someone's come along like that investment guy. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. You just you just put your money into this. I'm going to invest it, and you're going to get. As long as you do this, you do this. You won't believe the return you get. You pray. You do the things you're going to. God's going to give you. You have no idea what He's going to give you. But you do this. You've got to. You got to show God something. Yeah, it's easy to look at the guys that go around and and just teach crap, because they uh, they 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 want your money. Those guys are easy to see. Well, not for some people. They have a market out there, but they're easy to see. It's easy to see the guys that are full of crap. That are that are loading up their hangers with all their different uh, air airplanes they have. Yeah, all right, those guys aside. I'm talking about the other folks, the other folks that tell you, yeah, yeah, if you do this, you're going to get this. Or, you know, when you are in a church and you know that I'm going to do this and this is the way God works because God's fair. And then when he does it, what do we do? Oh, he doesn't exist. This whole church thing's a sham. God is just like, you know, God is a farce. God's not there. What are y'all doing? It is the same thing we do with the stock market. God hasn't done crap to you. Just because some preacher promised you that if you would make a wish and blow out your birthday candles, you'll get all the stuff that you want, and then you're surprised when life doesn't work that way, that's not God's fault. It's not your fault, really, is it not? But I, I will say this. it Yes, that preacher's an, an ass. That's not the way it works. Yeah, so many people that have turned away from the church, and so many people today can't figure out why they have. I know exactly why they have. We we sit in churches, and we still have debates over crap they were talking about centuries ago. We haven't figured this stuff out. We haven't figured out how to be more accepting, how to be more loving. We're still talking about the same kind of crap we've done before. Gee, I wonder why. I wonder why people have turned away from the church, just like they turned away from the stock market. I get it. So what do these three things have to do with each other? Taylor Swift, the stock market, and God. Well, I'm not here to tell you I'm part of the Illuminati, and they are all actually all three the same thing. And you've got to realize this. There are Swifties out there that probably believe that to be true. Because you see, the, the problem with the religious church, with the religious community, with the organized church of today, the problem with that church is not God. God didn't do any of this crap to anybody. 
no matter who's taking God's name and quote-unquote speaking for him. Be careful, my preachers out there. Be careful. It's amazing, though, that we, the consumer in the church, do that. It's amazing of what we look at with the stock market. It's similar to the God situation, but a little bit different. The market moves up and down. Why? Because of us and what we do in our activities. When we panic, when we have a false sense of security, the stock market reacts accordingly. Why? Because that's what the market is. It is not under the control of any one person. No matter what Janet Yellen thinks, it is it is under the control of all of us. It is a barometer of where we are. And when we panic and we react, then the market moves. One of the things I learned a long time ago was to watch for people's panic. You want to know how to make money? I'm not an advisor, but if you want Chad's one one tip to start on. When things when people panic, you're gonna make some money if you buy it at the right spot. Just I'm just saying. So that leads me to, to, to Miss Swift. The problem with Taylor Swift doesn't really have anything to do with her. She's probably a very nice young woman. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, when you're that much wrapped up in yourself and you got people falling all over you, I think at some point you got to come become kind of dull. But I it, that's but I don't know. I've never met her. She might be a, a fantastic young lady. She might be extremely interesting to talk to. She may be a lot of fun. I'm sure that the depiction that some of you have in your head is probably spot on, but I have no clue. All I know is that when we talk about her being everywhere, that we're tired of seeing her face all over everything, that she's got to bleed into everything that we do culturally, that there have probably been so many sermons. I know, oh my, I saw this the other day, somebody who's in charge of like a youth um uh, music thing at church just went right after Taylor Swift. Oh, yes. Yes, as there's demons in her heiress tour. It's like, oh, my God. We went through this with Ozzy Osbourne back in the 1980s and Alice Cooper when he was at, you know, Alice Cooper used to play at Furman University. And I remember hearing, uh, speaking of Travelers Rest, all those, uh, all the newspaper articles written about that Alice Cooper guy that came and that people thought they saw the devil walking around Furman campus after that. It's just, oh, my God. We're, we're, that's, that's, quit trying to sell against it but there is there's there's all kinds of talk and she bleeds into everything and why can't i get away from her it's not her fault no she just wants to be successful right music she seems like she's great with her fans i think that she she does i mean people hate jimmy buffett's music i i understand some people that do i get it but man he treated his fans great She's done what he did, but did it a hundred times more. So what's she doing? She's writing music that, yeah, I don't like, but she's writing music and somebody does. And she's good with her fans and she puts on a hell of a show. We're tired of seeing her everywhere. Whose fault is that? It's the consumer's fault. Stock market goes up and down. It's the stock market's fault? No. It's the consumer's fault. You're not getting what you want from God? All those promises that he makes to you every Sunday because somebody says that they speak for him and you didn't get it the way that that guy said on stage? So it's God's fault, right? No. No. The tough answer to that is it's the consumer's fault. When you look at who we are as a collective, we're the ones that are in charge. We're the ones that um, w- when when we continue to consume things that we we don't think are are worth our time, then then we end up getting the same crap over and over again. Basically, stuff that you can just have on. Movie that I can watch while texting on the phone. We wonder why so much stuff has lost its luster because it doesn't take much in in order to get us to pay attention or to pay our money. So think of it this way. Netflix started as a company that sent out 
DVDs to people. That's what it was. Those of you that are old enough to remember in the before times. And all they were doing was collecting data, just data on what, what you like. And what you want to watch. And they looked at all these trends of what we as a collective will go through. And they looked to see when we were renting these movies and when we weren't renting these movies. And now everything you see on their channel, even the stuff they produce in-house, which is what they've predominantly come become is a, is a production company. It's all geared towards all these years of data that they've been watching as far as our behavior is concerned. Another thing is when you look at um, things like, well, things like what you're listening to right now. When I started this gig in 2015, there's like there's like 20 of us, and now there's there's millions of podcasts for you to listen to. And all it took was one person making a murder mystery one, and boom. Now there's murder mystery podcasts everywhere. There's documentaries about murder mystery podcasts. We, we can't consume enough. There's a, there's a black mirror about murder podcasts. <laughs> you see, these things that we get tired of, that we quote unquote get tired of seeing, are really barometers for us. What are we consuming? So what do we do about that as a collective, like I was speaking up before? Well, I like to look at it from the other way. I have a lot of people that aren't uh, believers in a higher power or a higher being, so I'm going to skip the God one, but just to brush by it, I wonder sometimes. We, we're always wondering how we look at God and debating what we think God is. I sometimes like to turn that on my own head and wonder what God sees when he looks down at us. Does he see the individual? Does he see the collective? I, I, I'm not quite sure because the stories can be contradictory, and and but it is a good thought experiment to do every now and then. The stock market is its own thing. It is not a living being. It is just uh, bits of ones and zeros that it moves up and down like your temperature gauge, and it really tells what you're doing. But I wonder about like Taylor Swift. When she looks down at the collective, at the people that are consuming her product, the people that they can't stand what she does, when, when, when she sees the big picture, not the individual, um, that she might see every now and then. And when she does meet an individual, I mean, come on, it's just, oh, my God, I love you, you do this, blah, blah, blah. And that's all, that's all you hear, right? Um, I wonder how it looks to her. When people are wildly popular, Michael Jackson, for instance, um, anybody that's been like, we're talking worldly, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, these people that are world renowned, Michael Jordan, everywhere they go, everybody knows them. LeBron, any, any, we're talking the top of the top, right? I wonder what the collective looks like to them. Do we look like we, we, we know what we're doing or we're people, are we people that they want to continue to feed their product into? Or do we look like, you know, those uh, goldfish at the pond, you just throw stuff into the water and they'll just run up and it looks like they consume whatever you throw down there. I've said before on the show that you can't change the world. But I think we can change what the individual is. You see, I think one of the things that's happened is we've lost track, um... Maybe not lost track of time, but I think we've lost uh, the idea of understanding how precious our time is. You you really don't have a lot. I did a show a couple weeks ago about my my brother in law that passed away. Today would have been his birthday. Happy birthday, Jay! I think uh, I think when you go through times like that, you you are a little bit more in tune with it. But it doesn't take much to where you're worrying about trite things again, sitting down, uh, doom scrolling on your phone, taking those pr that precious time away from where you could be productive or spending time with someone else not being productive but, but being together. I think the more we do that, the more these algorithms would change. Again, I don't think that Taylor Swift is putting out anything terrible because that's what we've given her. No, I think she's someone that reminds us that if we think we see too much of her, what it is is all of us that live in this house together are consuming everything about her. It tells you where we are, where our interests are. Do with that information whatever you want. 
the stock market is going to go as people panic. Do you utilize that to your advantage? Do you stay away from it? Eh, whatever you do, I just wish you'd quit. <laughs> I wish you'd quit complaining about an entity that has no brain, that is not doing anything to you, and realize that it's the accountability. Maybe, maybe you learn how to sail those waters. Maybe some money pops your way that way. I'm not an advisor. I can't tell you how to do it. I know people that can. No, that's not an advertisement for my wife's work. <laughs> it's an advertisement for guys like Chris Johnson and the Wealth Squad and those people out there that give free classes because they want people to know how to do that better. Yes, there's there's ways to do that. And then in church, yes, you've been hurt by the church before. Yes, things have been disappointing to you. Yes, you've been taught one way all your life and you're surprised because things are different. I understand that. That pain is real. That pain is hard to deal with. That pain haunts more of you than the rest of you realize. I, I understand that. I can't take that away. I just tell you, God didn't do it to you. What are you consuming? Any of these people, anybody who comes and tells you anything, anybody who 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 wants your time, your 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 presence, your gifts, your service, whether it is a musician, whether it is a movie, whether it is a television show, whether it is your church, whether it is your child's school, no matter what it is, they want something from you. What are you giving them? Maybe as individuals, if we look at what we do, who we dedicate our time to, where we put our focus, if we do that, maybe as individuals, after a group of us does that, things shift a little bit. Again, I'm not saying changes the world, but maybe changes our algorithm a little bit because stuff does pop up. There's always going to be some things that we like and things that we don't like, and that's just the way life is. And that's fine, but it's not really that person's fault. It's not the fault of any of these other individuals. All they are is a gauge of where we are and what we think and how we're acting. Maybe it's, it's not them. Maybe, maybe this hate that we throw their way is just something that, we're, that needs to be turned around and shown to us in a mirror. Maybe if, if you're seeing too much of that, maybe if it's if it's driving you to, to say these kinds of negative comments, maybe if this is kind of where you find yourself, you know, once or twice, it's one thing. But when you find yourself trending towards that way, towards anybody that's successful, that's everywhere, maybe it should just remind you of where we are as people. And maybe you can start with yourself because that's the one you're in the most control of. Maybe, or maybe, maybe you just need to not only just self-reflect, but realize that all those emotions and that, that anger and that, that, <laughs> that disgust and all that is just way over the top. These people aren't an anti-hero. Maybe, maybe you just need to shake it off. <laughs> Oh, maybe. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. Like